How's your Star Wars day going? It's been uh, a lot. I feel (laughs) like I felt every kind of emotion today, starting with the Shop Disney website. Oh, I I saw that. It was horrible. I mean, to be honest, I just want to say, if you are into botting and buying all those stuff to sell it for a lot, just stay away from Star Wars, please. Like, go do it somewhere else because it's really annoying that, you know, some of us wake up early to go online to shop and then one minute i mean i wasn't i was in the website since like an hour before and when it hit like it was 7 a.m pacific and mm-hmm. so 10 for me and right away like i'm joining the virtual um waiting room and i was like okay whatever fine you know i can do this <laughs> and then i'm in the website at 7 20 i'm like wow it took 25 minutes Everything sold out. So I was like, man, is that many people like buying? I'm like, okay, I guess they beat me. But then I'm like, okay, I'll try this. Any nothing. I actually ended up getting the keychain and the pin, but two hours ago. How? Because oh. I still had the browser open. Yeah. yeah. And I saw Ashley's video like, hey, some things are like, you know, restocking or they had some stuff. And I was like, okay, I'll try again. Yeah. tried it i was only able to get the keychain and the pin but i was like okay at least something yeah, so, yeah that was my morning <laughs> i was able to pre-order baby yoda with the teacup uh, oh yeah oh, I got yeah, that one. The, yeah i couldn't get any of the uh mugs that was all that's I what i was trying to i wanted the hot the, i mean i want one? my other mugs <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry but, <laughs> other than that it was a good day I think. yeah just try. I actually went to surprise one of the kids at work because he's oh. actually my neighbor. He doesn't know that. Oh. But so and he's so into Star Wars and he got all straight A's. So I told his mom, oh, I'm cool. like, hey, I'm going to drop by as Kylo. So I wore oh. my helmet with the robe. Oh my God. I'll be posting pictures soon. And he was just like crazy happy. And he ended up getting like his Darth Vader mask and going out. Oh. So. That made my day. So I was cute. like, yes. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. What did That's you so guys cool. do? Uh, well, we um, got in a really depressive state over Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we started watching um, Phantom Menace like late, late last night. Uh, well, this morning, I don't know. It was after midnight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we were watching Phantom Menace a little bit, passed out, and then got up and uh, had some lunch, and because we're not morning people at all. And then we then we watched Clone Wars, and um, I was prepared, but not. Same. So, Same. yeah. Um, I, we'll, we'll get into it. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we definitely have some feelings. Um but we, when it when it ended we just kind of like sat there in silence and just stared at each other like what did i just watch yeah. <laughs> um, I get that. yeah for sure what about you uh, guys what did you do cheyenne 
I went to Trader Joe's in my full Ahsoka Tano workout gear yeah. um, from her universe. And uh, what else did I do after that? We ate Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of we, course. We love Chick-fil-A in my household. Um, um, and while we ate the Chick-fil-A is when I watched Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched Rides of Skywalker immediately after that because I was just ready to hurt again. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be honest with you, I made it farther into the movie again without crying. I started crying this time at the Ben Solo part, which normally I've cried before then. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of just started then, and I walked outside to sit on the porch and read for a little bit, and I I told my roommate, I was like, one day that movie won't make me cry, but today is not that day. (laughs) Today is not that day. This is a very emotional day. There's no way that that's not that day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I think that probably didn't help is the fact that I was emotionally runneth over into (laughs) the boards, you know? (laughs) Heart already bleeding out on the floor. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. Maren, what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well... I'm, I didn't know whether I should answer this in character or not. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> I could tell that I stuttered you a little bit. <laughs> we know we know that Marin terrorized a ginger kid, but what did you do, Grace? Yeah. Um, I posted my first TikTok today. <gasps> Ooh, that's awesome. I have to go watch it I scared it my neighbor. <laughs> cool. I cried over the colon wars. Absolutely. Who didn't? Because I watched um, all four episodes. Like, I watched the first three episodes before the last one. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was oh. all fresh in my head. Mm. And then after I watched that, I uh, did some Animal Crossing to make myself feel better. That's what I should have done. And then I was writing a bunch of assignments and papers, as usual, because college student right here. <laughs> um, and then I joined you guys. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty... I did buy... Um, a pride shirt from looking for leia because oh, cool. like they reopened their pop-up shop and they had mm-hmm. like a bunch of pride stuff so i bought a shirt um other than that just chilling you know just chilling did man. watch the force awakens today hey there Fine. you go mm-hmm. yeah that, that was one thing that me and kristen kind of struggled with when we were talking last night was mm-hmm. where, where where to start like did we want to do all nine skywalker <laughs> saga did we want to do a trilogy did we want to do rogue one like like that was because literally it came down to okay, what trilogy do you want to start? We didn't finish one, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and then I also was like, I don't know. I was watching The Force Awakens, and my sister and I were very upset over the fact that Finn and Poe are not boyfriends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we need more representation in Star Wars, including that. There so. you go. If it helps. Other than that, it was good. Me and my roommate always run around saying, general boyfriends! General boyfriends. Helps (laughs) us cope with that. It's really funny. (laughs) It's very great. All right, well, if you guys are ready to get into the arc, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Yes, let's do this. Start with the first episode, and then honestly, if you guys want to jump around, I'm fine with that. Like, if something from episode 9 reminds you of something from episode 12, Let's do it. I'm okay with that. Um, Episode nine is titled Old Friends Not Forgotten. Um, I've talked about this in all of like the individual episodes, but like the introduction being different really threw me for a loop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I liked it though, because it was like, it was classic Lucasfilm. 
So yep. like the the original trilogy and everything, how that came up, and every, I, I thought it was a really cool callback to, you know, the yeah. ending. It, it was yeah. I don't know, it was sweet. Yeah, and yeah, it's I didn't notice until I watched all of them. Yeah, it's weird how it felt like it helped close out the Skywalker saga, like Rise of Skywalker was supposed to as well. You know, mm-hmm. like it somehow did it in two different ways. Oh, definitely. So yeah. weird. Um, but for this specific episode, um, we actually hear, I don't even remember who says it, but Fulcrum for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, when Anakin and Obi-Wan are on, I don't remember what planet. I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Anakin and Obi-Wan are on a planet dealing with Separatists still, droids still. Um, Obi-Wan is like kind of getting like, beat up for lack of a better word mm-hmm. um and cody is like what are we gonna do and anakin is like i got it it's fine <laughs> it's fine it. in true anakin fashion yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he does a very similar and i say this only because of the star wars star wars parallels instagram page a very similar uh scene as luke in last jedi yes uh, he walks forward to like confront the whole battle set Mm -hmm. i guess yep um after they recover from all of that so they handle that in true clone wars fashion even like you wouldn't see that in one of the uh trilogy sequences so you see anakin handle that and then we overhear somebody saying like you have a phone call from like fulcrum (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, like, and I liked I liked the, all the parallels that they did in these episodes too, because with it being in the end, like they made a lot of lines to the sequel trilogy, um, and in in the original um, with uh, the the part with the Return of the Jedi and everything, um, as well as uh, like you were saying, the Last Jedi and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just it was really cool callbacks um, that it, it's I don't know to me it's almost kind of like the force repeats itself in a way where it's, it's these constant themes in these constant situations where it, it echoes in the force, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I don't know. I think that's really cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a, an interesting concept for the force to be able to do is it's kind of like, well, it's, it's almost like it's giving you hints to the future kind of deal. So I don't know. Yeah. I love how the the episode's connected to what we know from the movies. Like, from the start, it was like, oh, here, this is where Ayla Sakura is. This is where Plo Koon is. And you see Plo Koon traveling to the where we know he's going to die. The same mm-hmm. with Ayla. I love, and throughout the whole arc, the show did it such a beautiful way to connect the dots. So like, oh, this is happening, but this is where we are in the whole scale. That mm-hmm. was brilliant. Absolutely. I- I think that made it so much harder too. Like, yeah. <laughs> like knowing knowing where we were, and like part of part of it excites me. Like it's it, it was exciting not just because we were getting it, but because my roommates like Star Wars, but they don't really get into the nitty gritty the way that we do. Um, and so my favorite part of that is explaining that to them, like yeah. telling them where we are in it, and. Um, just like being excited to break up those details for them. Mm-hmm. So telling them like, oh, well, like this is what we see and this is why we see it and how it's going to affect all of that. So it is a really fun time to like just dive into that. Definitely. And I felt Ooh. like this this season too, like, even though it was the final season and everything, and I know we're not talking about the whole thing, but 
just in general, I, I thought it was a cool way to, like, even if you haven't watched Clone Wars before, it, you could jump in and still enjoy it, you know? Yeah. But yeah. the real gold, the real payoff was with <clears throat> the fans that have been there from the beginning, from August 1st, 2008, uh, yeah. or 8108 as oh, yeah. Anakin's code. <laughs> yeah. So, that was really <laughs> when I heard it, I'm like, that number has to mean something. I was like looking yeah. birthdays. I'm like, Wednesday, Filoni's birthday, George Lucas. And then <laughs> um, Alexis was like, hey, that's the day Clone Wars came out. I was like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> I love yeah. things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, I didn't I didn't realize I was muted. Um, I oh, no. <laughs> don't even remember. I might have texted one of y'all, but I was literally like, what do these numbers mean? Because I know they mean You something. texted me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what I don't remember these? what even the numbers I was talking what about, but I was doing an episode and I was like, I need to know what these stand for. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that they also tied, like, what you were saying. It was you, Lauren, um, that tells Anakin, like, hey, Fulcrum. Which in my mind, like, I love the Ahsoka book and I love how that also connected to to the book and then to Rebels. Mm -hmm. But it was mm -hmm. interesting for me to see, like, Anakin, his first thought was um, Saw Guerrero. And Ooh. I was just like, oh, so he yeah. also had his personal contact. So they stayed in contact after all this time. So I was like, that's very cool to see because we see what Saw had such an impact later on. Mm -hmm. And oh, that yeah. him yeah. had the personal Anakin frequency. That was... Mm -hmm. That was a nice touch. It makes me feel yeah, like if uh, if Anakin hadn't been sewn into extinguishing the rest of the Jedi, that he would have made it a point to go after Saul personally. Because it's like, exactly. that's my informant. I know what he's doing. Let's take him down. Not that they yeah, didn't definitely. make it rough on Saul's group, but at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I did say this to Cheyenne when I watched. I don't remember which episode it was. Or no, it was... Um, episode 11 so like actual order 66 when all of that happens and i said the first person i thought of when all of that stuff was happening and when ahsoka kind of realized what was going on and like you hear hayden christensen first mm -hmm. of all you don't even hear matt lanter's voice it's hayden christensen yep I was a mess. I was crying. It was eight o'clock in the morning when I was watching it. <laughs> it was. I had to go to work. <laughs> I was a mess. And then Grace I comes walking into out. work just. <laughs> yeah. I, somebody did actually ask me like, "Oh, you watched the Clone Wars, didn't you?" And I just go. <laughs> I was just know. nodding, and they were like, "Okay." <laughs> um, but I said to her, "I was like the first person I thought of. Like, I didn't think about." Anakin, what he was doing. I didn't think about, like, Ayla or, like, Plo Koon, but, like, this is quite appropriate for who I'm dressed as. Oh, yeah. But I thought of Kale and Jero Tarpal first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I thought of them first, because, like, that story and, like, that whole thing is, like, rel obviously relatively fresh in our minds, so, mm -hmm. like, I immediately thought of them, and I'm like, oh, no, like, they're on Braca right now. Like, oh, it's baby Kale. And he just, yeah. he's not having a good time right now. Um, <laughs> it's a really bad just, day. <laughs> yeah, just, just a really bad day. He scraped his knee on the playground. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, it's like, I just thought it was weird how, like, I thought of him first before I thought 
of like, okay, if he's doing that, what is everybody else doing? You mm-hmm. know, it was really interesting to, with this season, just in general, that now we're just at the point where it tied everything together almost. Like, we could go straight from episode 12 into the Ahsoka novel. Because mm-hmm. the Ahsoka yeah. novel is like only like what a few months difference. Yeah, like, but it, it even starts with what we saw today with her digging like the sabers and escaping the wrecks. That's like the yeah the whole intro was that. So yeah, it exactly. Smoothly transitioned to the book. It was beautiful. Yeah, and I she, love it when things do that. She mentions in the book. Um, that when she towards the end of the book because that's where i'm at in my like live readings too is um she's trying to figure out where her lightsabers are like what she can do or go to rebuild her new ones and she's like oh well i could go back and get those and she's like no i can't i left them there to be found or to be like picked up and it's like okay well we saw that thanks like yeah i did i didn't mean to sob should we wait until the end of the recording to say it or no Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll jump back yes. into where I was in episode nine. We'll wait until the end for sure. Um, okay, because that's like, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh, what? My mom just texted me and said sold out. I'm like, what is she talking about? <laughs> everything, everything yeah. is sold out. <laughs> Literally everything is sold out. What are you What are you talking about? Um. Well, so where we stopped is we mentioned the how they um address her as fulcrum already, um, which mm-hmm. is cool. But I missed that. The yeah, it was amazing. Um, the long pause when they walk in and they're on the holo call, um, oh, yes. really like exemplified Anakin's like recognition and care for her, which was just like meant a lot for me. And then he said, like, if Ahsoka uh, hadn't left the order, uh, she wouldn't have been where she needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. That was just heartbreaking because he's yeah. like, he's always looking for that answer of like, mm-hmm. why did she leave? She was such a, the perfect Jedi. She was my Padawan, my best friend. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, this is why. Like, he doesn't realize the truth and he wants to look for something, which is also very interesting because we're already on the timeline where he's very conflicted. Because mm-hmm. obviously this doesn't help. And like, we all know, if Ahsoka would have stayed, there's no Vader. Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting to see, like, their dynamic at the start. Because that broke my heart. Like, yeah. she was very dismissive. She treated, he treated her like a child. And he was, and she was like, no, I've grown up. Like, don't even ask me why I was there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in another place. We'll, we'll yeah. be cool after. Because yeah. I was like, yeah. why are you treating him like this? And then <laughs> she was like, okay, all cool. But then he was like, you know what? I just don't care. And went straight to, like, here, I have something for you. And then... It was like he was trying to, like, push for her affection and her just anything, any kind of connection to her since she's left. And, like, it broke my heart because, like, he just kept pushing and pushing, like, hey, how you been? Uh, No time. Let's go. And I was just like, Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like she's in another place where she's like, look, I'm here with Bo-Katan. I'm trying to convince her that you guys want to do this. Mm -hmm. Don't treat me like a child. Like, this is i need to look more mature and she's obviously this is why i feel like the whole um sisters arc before it was so important because we see what she thinks about we see what they realize about the jedi and mm-hmm. she's like oh i guess you guys haven't changed and yeah yeah that's true um i know that when 
uh, Anna and I were talking about that episode or that kind of arc, actually, just the um, Martez sister arc mm-hmm. um, about how, because I was very like kind of just put off by the arc. I didn't really know if it was going to mean as much as as much to me until the the end episode of that. Um, and that really like, yeah, kind of helped shape Ahsoka into her next actions into what we are currently seeing. And it's interesting how she is somehow being sassy and it was upsetting to me to like see her be that way to them. But also like part of me was like, you go girl, like you got, you've got stuff to get done Mm -hmm. and they're not listening to you. They're trying to be all sentimental about it. And that's important. And that meant a lot to me as an audience member, but at the same time, they're still not taking what you're saying seriously. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, Obi-Wan too, which is, I try not to brush him off so easily, which I think I have a habit of doing because he's not like my favorite. Um, He's not, I don't dislike him for any reason. I just, he's not been, ever been my forefront, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like in this specific episode, actually, um, he's trying to push it down because that's all he's ever known about his emotions. He experiences them and then he lets them go and i think that he experienced ahsoka's loss already and so he's treating her like mace says like a civilian oh mace (laughs) oh my god i i already didn't like mace windu and like no like no offense to him i mean samuel jackson's cool purple lightsaber cool but like he's never been my favorite so like when he spoke to Ahsoka like that, just in general in this whole season, I was really upset by it. I was like, you trusted her yeah. at one point. Mm-hmm. And yep. now because she left she left the order because of their mistakes. Like, it's not her fault that she left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is a great fault. character. He is what's wrong with yeah. the Jedi Council. You know? Right. He's just like that, like, blinded Jedi that I feel like Obi-Wan and I, I completely understand what you're saying, Cheyenne. He's so like, okay, no, I'm the right Jedi. I need to do this certain ways. And like, even though the Jedi have mistreated him or haven't been answering questions that he wanted, he's like, well, this is still my purpose. Cause I love the exchange he has with Bo-Katan. And she was like, oh, I think, I thought my sister meant something for you. And then he said, I can't, I can't allow my feelings to clap my judgments. And Anakin Space was like, man, he's in another place. He's, I feel like he's defeated to a point with the, mm-hmm. I can't do anything. This is the way. Not to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> um, but it's just like, okay, I, I got to do this because nothing else has worked. Yeah. Well, and um, my friend Nathan and I, he's a fellow moderator on the Facebook page that we mod. And he and I were talking about it in our podcast that we recorded the other day and um he and i both agreed about mace and obi-wan and then he had a really good point like mace and obi-wan are two sides of the same coin like mace is the the negative side of upholding the jedi council's orders and obi-wan is the positive side of it Mm -hmm. like obi-wan somehow translates all these things and into positive energy and he is a good jedi and mace translates it into 
for lack of a better word, pissing people off. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. this is your brain on arrogance. This is your brain not on arrogance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's insane. Amazing. Um, let's see. Where are we at? You were right. I do. I, the note lady. <laughs> It's all I knew it. Oh my God. You saw it, chat. Me I, knew it. Rise of I have to bring my That's what I have to stand up. And I'm like, wait, I need to bring my notes. I can't. See, I show up. I show up to break the technology. Right you guys come prepared. It's fine. The last <laughs> the only one I don't have notes on, I think. So but, I just watched it. So yeah. So we're back at what Anna King is now giving Ahsoka. Well, the whole sequence when she's walking down the hallway yeah. and everybody's saluting her okay. and Anakin's like loyalty to the clones mean everything and we're just like ah yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're all crying <laughs> but it's you, there's something that it's still unexpected like we don't know even though we know it's gonna happen how everything's gonna play out and yeah. there's so many things that I did not expect um, but that sequence of her like being confused and that's when she toned it down that's when she went from like being snippy to okay, mature Ahsoka, and okay, this is my goal now. And then Rex with the beautiful army of clones in the mm, back with the helmet, yeah. which by the way, that's my next tattoo. <laughs> hey, helmet. There you go. <laughs> um, and and then Anakin bringing her the lightsabers, which I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think he? Why what were they blue? Do you think that maybe he's like? That's the best color. <laughs> like the, the mines are blue, therefore yours need to be blue. Maybe. I want. I wonder if there is a process because I don't know. I'm just just theorizing and thinking. I wonder if there's a process where those are actually partially his kyber crystals. That's what I was about to say. Well, that's what I was reading, and it, I was reading, which I always thought that the kyber crystals, like purest form, was white. Mm -hmm. But yeah. apparently, the purest form is blue. Really? I, am, I can't okay. confirm this. I don't know, but I was reading because I was like, "Why are, yeah, why are hers blue?" And I think it's just like him being like, "Mine's are blue. You are like part of my crew, and therefore you need blue." Let's match and be besties. <laughs> yeah. Also, because like, I have a feeling that, I mean, he rebuilt the sabers basically, so like, mm -hmm. it was his force influence that kind of influenced the kyber crystals. Mm -hmm. Um, again, another Fallen Order reference, because uh, there's a lot of good connections in that game. Uh, when Cal goes to Ilum and, like, does the whole thing with his crystal, and you can choose the color, mm -hmm. maybe it's like, hey, whoever is holding the Kyber crystal or whatever, it picks its yeah. own color. That makes yeah. sense, because we, we see it also in the Ahsoka book, when her saber, right. she made them bleed from red to white, mm -hmm. which is... Yeah, right. Um, so Incredible. maybe that's something that, Chef's yeah, like you said, perfect. it's his, so it's blue. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's solid where it, he's the one that built them. So that's why it's, it's the way that it is. Cause I mean, if he's the one that went and grabbed the crystals, then those crystals were the same to him. So yeah. That's true. Um, we Grace, also... you get over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm having a we all got distracted like <laughs> it, so it sounds like a loath cat growling at you <laughs> it's, 
It's our early days of streaming where I just had constant audio problems. <laughs> Shoot, who are you talking to? I'm, I'm the like mayor of audio problems. <laughs> um, what happened? Oh, Grievous attacked the Capitol. So this is kind of the turning point of the show mm-hmm. or of the episode um, because we have all this emotional dialogue meet um, and then <clears throat> Grievous attacks the Capitol, and um, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan mostly, is choosing the Republic um, and, quote-unquote, playing politics. Right. Uh, he doesn't like to play politics, though. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't like to hang out with the politicians. <laughs> and, uh, what she said That's that. That's what I Padme said talking. Yep. Uh-oh. Because I feel like Obi-Wan, not only through the jedi but like somehow <laughs> now it's sounding by itself sorry I oh <laughs> i was wondering what that was it was like somebody's cats yeah, fighting <laughs> i thought it that was by itself sometimes like after a while so he's like pay attention to me <laughs> does that mean it's like the sound thing is broken or it just does that since i carry it after like the first touch it sounds like after two minutes or something like that i'm so sorry i thought it was a real cat i was just like okay like i can't stop a real cat from meowing it craves affection (laughs) um heard the audio on tiktok that's like mother I crave violence. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally Marin as a character. <laughs> yeah. Like, huh, I'm only Without saying that because I'm dressed with her. Otherwise, I wouldn't mention it. <laughs> yeah. So Ahsoka drops another, like, truth bomb on them and is like, you're not going because of such and such. You're going because the Chancellor needs you. And it was just like... Yeah, big mic drop. I. How did you guys feel in that moment? Palpy sucks. <laughs> Palpy. He gets what's coming to him. I mean, that's all true. I'm gonna say. Most definitely. No, I, I, her her taking that jab, I think, is is a revenant of her whole thing with uh, the Martez sisters and everything, where she realized that. Yeah as a Jedi, that they're not necessarily of the people like they say that they are. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that, that in that moment, that jab, it was more of a, no, I see what you're doing. I see what's going on. Yeah. That and, that was her I see through the lies of the Jedi part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just realized yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments from this whole episode, just in general. Um, and then... Mm-hmm he says you're not being fair and she's like i'm not trying to be <laughs> and that is yeah, another girl, mic drop. <laughs> yeah that's another mic drop and i think for me as a person that um i was very similar to i think a mass audience that didn't really love snips ahsoka and then loved how she grew um her character arc is incredible um it's one of the best but this moment for me i think was her her fulcrum turning point you know like now Mm -hmm. she's got this code name um and now she's working to help people and she's kind of figuring out where she belongs um in the universe i guess you could say but even in the ahsoka book she's still discovering that about herself um i have a pun (laughs) in 
Say it. In her universe? <laughs> That's it. I'm gone. That's Bye, you, you can't. <laughs> You're not allowed to leave. The only Grace. one you get, Grace. Grace, you can't complain about another dad joke ever. <laughs> <laughs> From yeah, now on. Like, I, have to, I have to, it's Alex. <laughs> um, I think that was all I really had as far as this section of the episode goes before we move on to the next one. So before I move on, does anybody else have any other thoughts? I really liked all of the battle stuff and everything. I just wanted to say that. All the animation, all of it, like there was a lot of times where I got lost into it. And yeah. it, it felt real at times. I was just super impressed with the animation and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Can I add that into that? Marin. Sure. Marin. Thanks, Kira. Um, <laughs> what you were saying about the animation, as and I'm going to go back to throwback here, uh, the Star Wars Celebration Clone Wars panel. Mm. As soon as it was announced that Ray Park was doing the motion capture... I freaked out, like fully wigged out. I was like, "Oh my god, they're using motion capture! It's so cool!" Did like, you guys know that wow. he was doing that? Because I didn't know that. I wasn't at the panel. We were at the panel. But, uh, we, yeah. we, yeah, we knew about I it. I didn't realize that the panel. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Like, what? And it's just so cool that like both malls, because like Sam Witwer has voiced Maul in every game that Maul has been in, as well mm -hmm. as the animated series, whereas Ray Park has been Maul, like, physically. So yeah. it's really cool that they were able to keep that going, where, like, he, again, he was physically Maul, even though it was the animation, while Sam was the voice, because, like, he did the whole mocap suit. Yeah. Um amazing and lucasfilm actually has like their own fully kit out like motion capture stage and everything that they use yeah. um because i originally thought uh when we were talking about the mandalorian uh i originally thought they were borrowing motion capture equipment like from video game studios and oh, stuff no. like that but it turns out no they actually have their own stuff which i thought was really cool so yeah that's amazing that is that's awesome Nerd moment. Do you have something too? I, I was going to say that before you leave that. Um, the Ahsoka and Anakin goodbye was mm. amazing. The whole good luck and bringing back Obi-Wan. But actually, I was going to also mention something about the animation. The Star Ooh. Wars show came out with like a beautiful video showing how they... Because it wasn't only motion cap, so they added motion clap, cap plus other animation. Because with the animation, everything's a little faster, plus the poses. But I love how they combine both things. And it's cool to see Ray yeah. Park and the armor from The Mandalorian. That's the actress, which I forgot the name. She's a, she's Ahsoka. Yes, she's Ahsoka. Thank you, um, Grand Seeker. <laughs> wow, that's cool. I didn't know that. So it's and it's cool because Sam Witwer is also there in the back, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's small. So it's cool to see that collaboration because I've always... Mm -hmm. um, like Ma is them both. Like for me, I love them both. Like I love Sam Witwer and I love Ray Park. I love his fighting and I love 
Samuel was just his voice. So it was a nice yeah, coming really cool. together to bring to the end of Maul's character in animation. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, before we move on from this, actually, so Rex gets promoted to commander, like, in this moment. And Danny and I were streaming one day, and I was reading random fun facts from this Clone Wars book that I have. <laughs> <laughs> commander Rex. Is he a commander? He's Captain Rex. Like, we don't know. Is this real? It's real. <laughs> And literally out. the next episode, it was like, you've yeah. been promoted. It's like, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and then promptly okay. demoted. Well. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, didn't take yeah exactly. Um, He's like, I didn't like being commander anyway. Like, <laughs> spoken like somebody who's salty about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very Rex yeah. thing. So like, at eh. this point, um, the next note that I have is the mall armor. I love it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I know that I didn't I didn't have to put the pause in there, but y'all, it's amazing. So it, all of them. From yeah. seeing the remake of Bo-Katan's armor, mm-hmm. seeing um Ursa Ren, yes. then seeing the, the Maul Mandalorians and that it lights up. Mm-hmm. It was just like mm-hmm. I want yeah. them all. <laughs> yeah. That helmet I, is probably yeah. my favorite mandalorian helmet i've ever seen mm-hmm. it's amazing it is yeah. incredible and i honestly for one of the things that i just really appreciated was that you can tell even without the helmet that it's mall delorean armor you know yeah. like that mall delorean like, nice <laughs> for a while it was like trending with yeah. like, a little emoji next to it it was cute that's awesome it still <laughs> is the hashtag that's is it really awesome. nice well, and I yeah. love I love the design and also with the characters too because um I can't remember the name of the character at the moment but the the female Mandalorian that was with Gar Saxon uh, who's played by Vanessa Marshall actually yes um, yeah, yeah she she's um, straight Ren, from the no, Ren, Ren um something like that oh. something yeah something Ren or Ren something yeah but um but they're directly from the Son of Dathomir comic books that are mm-hmm. canon. Um, yeah. And that whole yeah. design of Gar Saxon and, and all that Daphne? kind of stuff, straight from Son of Dathomir. Like, it, it's it, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You said Dathomir. I said Dathomir. <laughs> I was like, oh. this is going to be the new Naboo reference. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, only when I'm in full kit. <laughs> we moved to the Undercity. Um, so at this point, we're already on Mandalore. Um, because we're seeing all of this armor, we're seeing them fight. Um, one of, like you guys mentioned, all of the fighting in this one was amazing. One of my favorite parts of the fighting is when Bo uses her jetpack to like kick him. I, was, cool. I was like, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was so. It was so fast, <laughs> but it was so good. And I love uh, the throwback of like when they're in the in the ships, and Ahsoka tells Rex, "Meet you downstairs. I mean, race you to the end or to the bottom." Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was how it started with the Clone Wars movie. So I was like, "I yep. see what you what? did there. That was nice. That was nice. That's so cute. I didn't notice it was that. Fun too, because like the them getting down there, like you would think that they would just be like." focusing on them having fun doing it but like they had to like fight their way to the surface and it was awesome so it was really cool they finally make it to the undercity and there's a few things that happen don't let me jump too far ahead because this is where i kind of let these two mix together so i don't want to um 
but Gar Saxon got away and Maul is waiting for them in the Undercity. Mm-hmm. Um, Dang it. And they kind of just disperse, right? Well, we don't see we don't see Maul in the first one. Maul appears no. in starting the second one. Right. Yes. Okay. I was about to say we only so, see him in like the very last second. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like because he's always coming from the shadows. Right. Yeah. yeah. Big Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I expected Kenobi. You're right. <laughs> you know what's funny? So my roommates today, uh, when we were watching all this stuff, she was one of them was like, "Why does he want to kill Obi Wan so bad?" And I was just like, "Let me tell you." <laughs> it's not just getting sliced in half. <laughs> I just like extended it beyond that and tried to explain it all. And it's hard to explain all of that, but um, <laughs> without just being like this episode and this episode, right? Um, because we jumped from I showed them the last we watched the last episode of Clone Wars, and then I jumped and made them watch Twilight of the Apprentice Part Two, mm-hmm. and so they were like, "What? How is he here?" Mm. I was like, "A machete way of watching it." Yeah. <laughs> right it was insane but i had to show them why it meant so much um with ahsoka which again won't won't say anything until the end but i had to show them that um that's literally it for episode nine is they maul is appearing from the shadows and like you're the wrong jedi like what hello you know so then we go to episode 10, again, spooky intro, which I love, but mm-hmm. the one of my favorite parts of this whole arc is that they start immediately where they end. Mm-hmm. It is so cool to me. I can't wait to watch them back to back. It's going to be incredible. I was about to say, uh, one super cut of all of them, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I I'm hope sure they release it that already... way. Huh? What? Anna, I, I hope you said we something. release it one, like... Uh, here's a special edition. Right. The last arc all together. That would be amazing. Would... Now um, on home video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, so this part, and I think, Danny, I might have said this with you. I don't really remember who I was talking to when I said this. I'm sorry. Um, but when there, he's kind of interrogating her somewhat, um, and she's just kind of ready to pounce at this point and um he says the name darth sidious slowly with a pause in between ominously and it felt big time like saying voldemort oh absolutely there was so much fear in his voice like it it was almost as if the thought of starting to say it took the very like air out of his lungs trying to say it Mm -hmm. like it's just i i loved seeing that kind of fear from him because it was almost like that's what made him a big deal. Like it, uh, Ma- Maul's like, I'm, I'm gonna survive this. I'm gonna get out. But guys, <laughs> it's like, y'all don't know. <laughs> like he's he's the whole reason why we're here, fighting the war, and all the stuff of the Trade Federation and all of that mess was because of one angry senator who turned out to be a Sith Lord. This is why you don't don't put power in the hands of creepy old guys. (laughs) That's amazing. You know what's funny? I don't mean to get political. I'm serious. It's funny that you say that today. My roommates were also like, literally the plot point of Star Wars is stop making people angry. I mean... 
Yeah. Stop making everyone so mad. <laughs> or just Anna can calm down. Or that. Yeah. Or we'll go there. Uh, but I also love that there. this was also a character development for Maul because I feel like, yes, Maul goes from that revenge Maul that wants only Kenobi to be dead to like, now there's more to that. Yeah. And he becomes a beautiful anti-hero mm-hmm. um, with it's like, okay, I'm so afraid of the visions that I just had that I'm just going to put my revenge um, plans to the side because I know Obi-Wan's going to bring this guy that whoever the, he, he is. So yes. I thought that was a very interesting move because this is where we see the starting of the mall that we get in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so, for me, one of the biggest things too was that Obi-Wan has this special relationship with Maul. Anakin doesn't really know anything about him outside of him as a kid. He knows that that's the guy that Qui-Gon fought at one point, and that's the guy that Obi-Wan thought he killed at one point, and that's it. Like, Anakin has never had an interaction with this guy, mm-hmm. and he already wants to, like, Maul already wants to kill Anakin. Anakin doesn't even know that. First of all. It doesn't take much like, for Maul. <laughs> yeah, if he did, I feel like Anakin would have wanted to go more, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. He would have been like, let, let me at him. Anakin right. would cut his legs off again. Yeah. yeah. Just Insult to injury. Yeah. One yeah. at a time just, this time. Yes, just out of spite, he would just do that. And then he'd be like, yeah. eh, you don't have legs anymore. <laughs> yeah. Have um, fun getting off this planet. <laughs> that would be so funny. Insert bad um, Anakin pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't so have the high anymore. He doesn't even know that he's gonna end up with no legs. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> like hot psych. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we have a hollow meeting in the beginning of this episode between Bo-Katan, Rex, Ahsoka, and Anakin, or Obi Wan. Um. And this is where they start talking about Sidious and they start bringing up the name and it's still kind of a Voldemort situation. They're all like, I don't know if I should be saying this or not. Um, And Obi-Wan reveals all of those things um, that he knows about him. So what Count Dooku has said to him, how the council has been feeling. um, And it's just, it really makes you think, and I'm literally thinking of this right now in this moment, it makes you think about all of these times that he's probably had the opportunity to talk about this, but because it hasn't reached the right people and because the Jedi aren't sure, like a hundred percent sure without a doubt, they don't make a move until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's I, like, to me, if you're a peacekeeper <laughs> or you're supposed to be, you would go and interrogate the person as soon as you learn that they might be that person that you're looking for, mm-hmm. even if they're not. Yep. Yeah. And this is when they also tell us that Duke, the Count Dooku is dead. Yep. And that yeah. Anakin killed him. And Ahsoka's mm-hmm. face was like, what? Uh-oh. And yeah. This is where we're at. Because mm-hmm. that's like yeah. out of Anakin's character, at least as far as what Ahsoka knows, like, <laughs> Anakin would never do that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, like, Anakin... I mean, he has killed people before, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. But not somebody but... that the order. Exactly. It's just a small Tuscan Raider uh, village, no big deal. Yeah. Well, there was that. And then um, I'm thinking of, I don't that. remember 
which season it is. But it's when Anakin and Obi-Wan are, like, helping out Satine or whatever. And then Anakin's like, you go find your girlfriend. I'll go do this. Yes, I love that. I think it was that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was that episode where there was this guy that's like, oh, who's going to kill me and be cold-blooded and everything? And then you see a lightsaber. And then you see that it's blue, and you realize that it's Anakin that killed the guy. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I thought of immediately. Like, when Ahsoka was like, what did he do? Like, kind of thing. I was thinking back to, like, what that character said. Mm -hmm. And just, like, how all of that played out. Mm -hmm. Well, Danny, weren't you saying, when we were talking about this the other day, like, you were saying, like, Ahsoka's reaction was more concerned for him, not... Not fear of what he was going to do but fear that her friend was in pain absolutely yeah because and that's what's cool is seeing it from Asuka's point of view because we, we're literally like neck deep in revenge of the sith at this point and so you know what's happening with anakin you know what's going through his mind you know where he's at but to see that someone i'm, I'm getting chills thinking about it too to see that someone else feels that same thing that he does and he's validated even in that especially when obi-wan says something about that um they've asked him to spy on on palpatine and everything and she's like anakin went along with this like mm-hmm. wait why would she, she do that the same thing that he says too yeah basically she's just like that's not right and, and that's the thing is that so even when maul reveals that oh yeah he's been groomed since an early age and all this other kind of stuff and it's all been set up from the beginning Mm-hmm. It, it, the way Maul presents it to Ahsoka is that Anakin never had a choice. But the thing is, is that Anakin had many choices, but a lot of them were directed. And a lot of them were, hey, I'm going to push you or nudge you in a certain direction. Yeah. But at the same time, Ahsoka knows just as much as we, the audience, know watching, is that he had every opportunity. He had every choice, but the council acting the way they did in hey, I know that you we, you didn't join us till you were like nine years old, um, so I know that emotion is a really common thing for you, but uh, we're just going to need you to put that in a box and never talk about it. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, your mom died? Don't talk about it either. Um, that, I mean, like, stuff like that. It's like, you can't do that. The kid was a slave, and then you're literally going to tell him to just forget about all that trauma, give it to the force. Like, you can't do that. Right. And yeah. they created the monster that they were afraid of the entire time, and Palpatine allowed them to basically push him into his arms like by yeah. the time that we're they're on mandalore and everything anakin's there like let's yeah. be honest he's already yeah. there he's like this guy can save the woman i love she's literally the last person in the world who cares anything for me please yeah because he like, validated anakin and made him you know feel like he could do something that wasn't possible really i guess mm-hmm. and, and yeah bring back well and like this whole portion with um ahsoka kind of feeling that about him just in general made me think about Anakin in the council chambers in Revenge of the Sith when mm-hmm. he's feeling Padme and I was like I wonder like obviously at the point when they were making Revenge of the Sith even though Ahsoka didn't exist now that we have that information like what if and this is just like headcanon but like he's thinking about so much more than just Padme before he starts only thinking about her you know like he's thinking about all of these things that he went through and to imagine that Ahsoka is one of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little shaky in my voice. It's emotional. <laughs> yeah. It hit me yeah. so hard. And I was like, 
I know that they didn't even know that when they were writing it, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's in my head, and I'm sad. Well, like, and here's a here's a perspective to look at it too. So, like you said, we get the him looking out in the chambers and stuff like that. To me, he he's thinking of all the things that are going through his head at that. Uh, he's got everything going through his head, everything that's ever happened to him. He's thinking about his mom. He's thinking about the the Tuscan Raiders that he killed. He's thinking about all these things that he's done that he knows he shouldn't have done. I mean, even down to Admiral Trench that, I mean, yeah. he didn't take a second thought and was like, you know what, dude, you got to go. But And then before that, he killed Dooku. I mean, it's just been one thing after another all building up. And he even tells Padme, I'm not the Jedi that I should be. And he, yeah. because he can't fit into that box. And so it's cool to me that, and I don't know if you guys took it this way, but every time I saw Ahsoka kind of pause, like she'd do this pause where she just kind of looked down or kind of look over to the side or something. It was like she was in that moment. She wasn't there and she, her mind was somewhere else. To me, that was her connecting with Anakin. She sensed it. I really think that she did. Um, again, That's getting chills really... thinking about it right now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I honestly think that That's she, really she sensed great. everything going on with Anakin. She could tell that he was in pain she didn't know how to help because yeah. at that point she didn't know really what they were. She knew what Anakin wanted her to be and, and everything. But what was the relationship at that point when she said, I'm going to make my own way. So, and so yeah, I mean, she had that connection with her master and she felt all of that pain, which is why at the point where you hear Hayden, you hear Mace, you hear Palpatine when order 66 is about to be enacted, she hears it, not anyone else. Yeah. She hears it. Cal didn't yeah. get that. Jero DePaul didn't mm -hmm. get that. Kanan didn't get that. Nobody Thanks else got that. that <laughs> I got you. <laughs> uh, but nobody else got that. Ahsoka heard it. Ahsoka knew what was happening, and she knew what was coming. She could mm -hmm. tell that Anakin was in anguish. And okay, that, well, to me, is more heartbreaking than anything. Yeah, she fell down. Like, she was devastated and heartbroken. Like, she would never think this happened. And I feel she was connecting because... Like you said, she felt like something was wrong. And I love how the show also shows us, like, this is happening really fast. This was an hour ago, then the next day, and then that's it, the next day. Whatever like, there's no way to process any of this information. I mean, even, even as a mental health advocate that I am, like, there's no moments that he's alone and he's being influenced by Darth Sidious to the point that he's telling him, like, I can save Padme, which is, like, his priority right now. There was no point of him changing the way he was thinking unless Ahsoka was there, but he was so clouded that I feel like Ahsoka was trying to reach out and he was like Luke blocking the force away from her. Mm -hmm. um, and right, it was yeah. just so devastating. Yeah. yeah, I think he put himself mm -hmm. in a box when he had to. Absolutely. Um, because at that point he had gone separate ways. So he's like, there's nothing she can do for me now. Let me block her out. Um, oh, and, and I know, Anna, as, you probably encounter this in your every everyday work and stuff. Like, what do hurting, hurting people do? They put up shields. They put up walls. Yeah. That's what he's it's, doing. Mm -hmm. He had it. I mean, he was, I always say this to my friends. I'm like, don't be like the, or like my staff. I'm like, don't be like the Jedi Council. We provide mental health <laughs> to people that need it. Even, <laughs> there was so many red flags since the start. And I feel like Qui-Gon saw it and he cared about <laughs> he it, but we lost him so fast. And then Obi-Wan didn't get that maturity and, and he was such a right Jedi that he couldn't see it through. And then right. we had Ahsoka, but she she obviously had to leave him. There was no mental support for Anakin. And 
he was just lost and then you have like he was so weak-minded he was powerful but he was weak-minded that Darcidius and I mean Maul explained it better he Mm -hmm. groomed him from the start Mm -hmm. it was just like he had there was no other way he was going to become Vader one way or another and I wonder if he hadn't been groomed from the start if Anakin had been able to build up his mental strength if it had been what more of a battle it would have been you Mm -hmm. know like yeah. if Palpatine hadn't been in his brain, he could have built up some form of mental strength. Maybe he would have fought a little bit longer or mm-hmm. maybe he would have recognized something after a certain point and not been shoved to the side. Instead, he would have stood up for himself and inserted himself into the situation. And it probably could have ended up the same way regardless. Yeah. Um, but have not. He needed a little bit more, more maturity that I think we saw in Obi-Wan in this particular time when he it was telling Ahsoka, like, hey, let's talk, you and I. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to tell you about the plans that they have for Anakin. And then he mentions the council isn't always right. Mm-hmm. He's there like about, I feel like that's him moments before talking to Anakin before leaving. And mm-hmm. he tried, like, he knew Anakin was emotionally hurt and there was... He tried so much, but he also didn't know how to talk to Anakin. Um, so it was just like, hey, I, I know the council isn't right at this, but let's try to figure it out. And Ahsoka and Obi-Wan was like, hey, he'll he'll listen to you. And she tried, but it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of all of this, literally when they break up this meeting, and I kind of want to run through this part, not quickly, but like, we want to get to the meat of this episode. Um, but Obi-Wan wants Ahsoka to talk to Anakin. And she's just, and like, my brain was just like, about what? Right. <laughs> Literally, what is she going to say that's going to help your situation? She disagrees with the council's decision. Too little, too late. <laughs> like, she's not right. going to be able to help. And it was just, my brain was like, okay. Right. Um and it's then, almost like then, he was hoping for an advocate. Like, hey, yeah, he listens yeah. to you. Tell him this thing that you don't believe in. And it's like, yeah. no, you're doing exactly what Palpatine has been doing this entire time. You're trying to find the opportune moment where he's weak enough to go, you know what? I'll listen to her because I love her. I miss her. I, I hate that she left and all this other kind of stuff. Like, that would have been another weakness. And that's wrong. Because, I mean, he, he, they're doing exactly what Palpatine was doing. And it was almost like they started realizing it. And was like, ooh, maybe if we start now, we can get ahead. <laughs> it's like, yeah. buddy, you done lost the race. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, because I haven't reread the Ahsoka novel since I first read it when the book came out. Mm-hmm. But now that I have the whole arc, um, I'm definitely going to go back and reread the book. Oh, absolutely. But when I'm going to use, like, I'm going to pull references from the book. Uh, just general, nothing like too spoilery. There are moments like where Ahsoka is meditating, and she, excuse me, she hears like multiple people's voices. Like when she's meditating, she hears Anakin at one point. She hears Obi Wan. Like she even heard Qui Gon, I believe, um, if I remember correctly, and Plo Koon. Sure. And then also. Obviously, this is where it got me. When she first starts meditating, she hears Padme. And she doesn't yeah. expect to hear Padme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, 
and she doesn't know what happened to her. I think until this was at the end of the novel, like when she gets contacted by uh, Bail Organa, mm-hmm. this is the same yeah. exact thing. This is the same exact thing that happens at the end of Queen's Shadow. Sabe and Tanra get contacted by Bail Organa. So, this is how I always tie it back to Padme. Um, <laughs> my thought is like, especially after watching these episodes, if Ahsoka is Fulcrum, and if Saw was also Fulcrum, and if Cassian is technically Fulcrum, does that mean that Sabe is also Fulcrum and that they all work together? Very possible. Could I be. would love that. My heart. I just, like, <laughs> oh That's my a good god! Thought. Like, oh, I just. I Bale's just recruiting his so own much. Avengers. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not a good uh, thought process. I would never have even registered that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like people, they tend to acknowledge like how strong of a relationship that Ahsoka had with Anakin, but then because she had such a strong relationship with Anakin, she also had a strong relationship with Padme, Mm -hmm. which most people tend to forget. Not me, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, and even, like, in the earlier seasons, you could just see how strong a relationship they had. Like, just because, like, you can't have a relationship with Anakin without Padme, and vice Mm -hmm. versa. And I just really love the way that all of these characters kind of, like, tied in, and how by the end of the season, like, you knew how much all of these characters cared for each other. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm getting emotional thinking about it, and, like, I can't cry because I'm wearing face paint. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> big girl. You got this. I li- you can yeah, do it. Yeah, I got this. I can do it. Channel <laughs> I was watching Rise of Skywalker, and I was like, I have to video stream later. I can't. Like, <laughs> so um like i said i know we don't want to rush through this next part but i do just for the sake of time want us to kind of boom boom through this so i have a question for all of you as soon as i get there okay (laughs) all right (laughs) so maul is saying he kind of does a mini spiel um where he says this has all been a part of the plan so we are learning that maul does know that there was a plan but Mm -hmm. we also learn just by his lack of detail because we know Maul loves a good detail (laughs) that he doesn't know all of it and he doesn't know why things are happening but he knows that they are happening so he knows that Skywalker exists he knows that he needs to kill him because something crazy is going to happen if he doesn't um and he's just kind of inferring and he also is and this is what I was explaining to my roommate he's mad because he always gets cast aside so he's like I rule this planet now I'm not getting cast aside anywhere. I'm handling the situation. You can help me or you can't. End of story. Um, Which leads us to our biggest moment in episode 10. um, Which is introduced by the quote, one of my favorite quotes. um, Every choice you have made has led you to this moment. Before we get into those details, I just saw it. I didn't want to skip over it. The Crime Lord meeting. Mm. Amazing. Quality. Kristen caught Dryden Boss before I did. I was like, who's oh, that Hux yeah. looking guy? Yeah, that was me. Kristen. That was me. Uh, yeah, Kristen. Nice. That was, I audibly screamed, Grace, you're muted. 
Oh, Grace, you're <laughs> muted. No, there she is. I saw her do this, and I was like, no. Unmute <laughs> 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 yourself. <laughs> I saw it right in bus and I instantly was like I turned Dave, Dave we thought of yeah. everything. 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 Oh yeah. Let do like Dave do yeah. everything else from now on. All of it. I was like, trying to piece together really? a first order guy because I was looking at the costume. I was thinking like the way he was cut looked like Hux. I'm sitting here going, who would be like pre first order? And Kristen goes, no, that's Dryden Voss. It's yeah. Dryden. <laughs> well, nice, Kristen. The hand on skin uh, and the, the smugness of the face. Oh I yeah. I him anywhere. <laughs> you could see his scar, like him. not the whole thing, but you could see like yeah, mm -hmm. quite yeah, appropriate the... with my face paint. You yeah. could see like across his nose and like right there. Yeah. But that's all you can see. You can't see the rest of his face. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I knew like from that scar that it was him, and that it wasn't just like some random another weird ginger guy uh, <laughs> going in to the story, you know. Yeah, really. And I love, I love how Ma starts the whole his whole speech because he loves being the center of attention. Oh, um, cool. like this is not the way your people act, and I'm like, this is the way. But it was a nice <laughs> touch. Like this is not the way. You're not supposed to be hitting in like this underground, and it's where Mandalorians end up. That was yep. a nice touch. I was like, I that oh was my cool. goodness, yep. yes, yeah, yeah. It was an amazing speech. I. I love every time that Darth Maul has a monologue. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it's yeah. one of my favorite things. One of oh, my favorite. Oh, absolutely. Um, so again, like I mentioned, every choice you have made has led you to this moment. Um, this made me reflect on a lot of things. One of the main ones was obviously Ahsoka is who he's talking to. Um, one of the main ones I thought of was the Jedi Council. So my first question before we get into the fight sequence is: When you guys hear that quote, who's the first person you think of? No explanation. Anna, go. Every moment, that one? Yeah. I mean, I thought of us. <laughs> no, but that was such a Ray. For me, that oh, was mm -hmm. such a Ray moment. Yeah. Like the whole, even after with the whole hand thing. Like right. I, I thought of Ray. You right, Grace? Can you repeat the quote? Yeah, every choice you have made has led you to this moment. Um, I can't move my eyebrows big enough for the camera. <laughs> I would say Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo. A good one. Would a probably good be a good way to go. Yeah. Danny. Um, in all honesty, I was thinking Anakin. Because even though it, it it is made to seem that a lot of his choices were made for him, mm -hmm. even though he was pushed in that direction and weak when he made them, he still made them. And True. all of that came to that moment. And that, that's who I thought of. True. Kristen. Um, I hate being put on the spot. <laughs> I mean, I kind of thought about Luke, honestly, because oh, I felt like oh, nice. um, just the kind of the Ooh, setting he was in. in the future. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, the I setting like he it. was in, though. Like, he had a choice to kind of go one way or the other because he didn't really have necessarily Jedi training, I guess, as like Anakin did. So yeah. I feel like he was more subtle to be able to choose, a, really, and he chose born. that path. Yeah, exactly. And he chose that path to be good. Mm -hmm. yeah so. that's so true amazing i love that they were all different answers too that was mm -hmm. cool 
about um, you? Anna took Anna. mine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> so at this point, um, Maul offers his hand, as most dark siders do. And it's like, we can, it was a magical moment for me. I was like, yes, take his hand. It was so funny. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I'll take his hand if you don't. But, uh, <laughs> it wasn't a up forever. <laughs> Melkos has it to tell. <laughs> so, and Seth's huh? girlfriend also does it. We love it. Oh, oh, Trilla? I, yes. Yeah, yeah Trilla. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they all do it, man. Not, not everybody knows that she's your girlfriend, so I was just... I want to clarify for everyone listening. Thank you. Trilla is Grace's girlfriend. Indefinitely. She's staked her claim. So Paul offers his hand because he wants to offer the destruction of Sidious. Um, And she's like thinking about it, which I really loved. And I'm glad that they gave her a moment to do that. I'm glad that they didn't just immediately make her be like, no, why would I do that? Because... Like, in true Ahsoka fashion, like, maybe she should. And she would have, <clears throat> personally, I was like, they would probably do it. I think they could do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> it doesn't change the moral stance that Maul has and Ahsoka has and how they come at bat with each other. And we have this incredible fight. Grace, I do know that you wanted to talk about the mocap and how passionate you are about it, so we'll let you go first. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. Um... The thing is, like, about the motion capture that I, like, really loved is that they, when they were researching it, because I looked this up, they were actually doing the motion capture for the Clone Wars at the same time that they were doing it for the Mandalorian and for Fallen Order. Ooh. Uh, Because a lot of the sections were all shot on the same stage, just at different portions. Uh, so there is a lot of, like, back and forth kind of thing. And what I really liked about that is, like, they still kind of stayed consistent. It never, when you're watching the fight scenes and you're watching, like, Ray move and everything, it's not, like, the animation doesn't falter. It's very steady. It moves fast. But you can still keep up. And it's like really well tracked because mm-hmm. the one of the things about motion capture that's really tough, especially with fight sequences, is that you can lose tracking really easily. So the fact that they were able to stay on top of that and then make the animation better as a result is just amazing. And I loved it. It's fantastic. Also, in regards to the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars is the only uh, motion capture that they did where they didn't track the head for the characters. Mm-hmm. The only, but so like for Maul, they didn't track his head. Hmm. Instead, what they did was they put tracking points on Sam Witwer. So then when he was doing like, his voice lines that makes sense they were using his face like as reference instead of using ray because ray wasn't doing the voice lines it was sam Mm -hmm. and they wanted yeah they wanted like his mannerisms and like the way that his face moved 
in order mm-hmm. to influence Maul. Which so, in a, was awesome. so in a way, Maul was still split in two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a good one, Dan. That was, that was so good. That was dirty. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> Kristen did <laughs> Like, I gotta go. I can't like, meet. Bye, guys. <laughs> mocap lessons from grace if you guys ever have questions about that she is your person to reach out to anna how did you feel about the fight scene as a whole did you have a favorite moment a least favorite moment i mean i was mind blown the explosion before the actual fight that animation was beautiful that explosion for me was everything and i love a good choreography and that was such a good choreography between them i'm like i can't wait till i learn it um it was this has been my favorite fight in the whole Clone Wars series. It was well done. And the fact that they still had time to like, like talk to each other and Maul being like, oh, you're as arrogant as Obi-Wan. All of that dialogue was pretty cool. Yeah. I love the whole fight. Me too. My friend Rebecca, um, she's been on the show before, but uh, she's like, it might be my new favorite lightsaber battle. And I was like, that's, I mean, that's 100%, fair. hundred percent, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Danny, Kristen, what are your thoughts? Oh, I absolutely loved every second of it. Yeah. Me and Kristen, like, it, it's been fun because, like, I, I watched a lot of the Clone Wars. Actually, I don't remember if I'd finished it before I met you or not. No. But, yeah, so I, I'd watched... watched it together, I thought. Not all the way. Because I, I remember you didn't really get interested into it until, like, the Mortis time. And then all of a sudden you were, like, looking over my shoulder like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, Whatever. But I mean, like the whole—it's been fun watching this last season with her and everything because both of us are just like so just floored by everything about it. Because it's cool because you could tell what's mocap and what's not. Um, you could tell yeah. the more fluid motions and everything. And so in that fight, like it felt real, even mm-hmm. though the entire thing was animated. It, it gives you this suspended disbelief of that, like you're watching. I mean, technically, you are watching a real lightsaber battle because I mean, it's all an actual person yeah. <laughs> behind yeah. it. Um, right. But it, it's without a doubt probably one of my favorites now. Um, and it was so mall. It started yeah. with Ray Park and doing his butterflies and everything. It was like how it started in Phantom Menace was mm-hmm. was like you knew it was him, and it was like mall completed. It's just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really love that. Absolutely. It was one of my favorite parts to see him. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to be good at describing this. To see him jump, um, like, at the same time that he slashes, he, like, leaps with both feet and lands with both feet. Oh, yeah. It's like that a, a double jump. Hard to do. <laughs> that is an iconic moment for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I immediately recognize that it's Ray Park's fighting style. Mm-hmm. Right. I just, I love him so much. <laughs> so, if I had access to them quickly, I would show you guys. I have a picture with Ray Park and a picture with Sam Witwer. Two separate occasions. Of course you do. Of course I do. I literally walked up to Sam Witwer and I said, I have been following you since being human. Thank you so much. And he said, you're welcome. We took a photo together. And it was love at first sight. And I was in Kira. Like, full Kira. It was incredible. Anyways. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about the fight? 
I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of having fun watching you gush over the fight and Sam Witwer and Ray Park. <laughs> you, you gushing over Maul is me gushing over droids and Padme and Kale and Marin and Trill. <laughs> <laughs> I follow in order crew. <laughs> oh, Kristen right. gushes over uh, Sam Witwer. She oh. just she just recently realized that he was Star Killer. So <laughs> I may have got a little TikTok saved. Yeah, I'll send him to you, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Did you guys watch a clip of him talking in his Witwer voice, in his Witwer voice, in his mom voice? Yeah, he was streaming thing. when he did it. Yes. Yeah. I, was on, I was watching him live when he did it, and I freaked out in chat. That was amazing. Oh, I, yeah. I showed my roommates <laughs> that, and I was like, okay, so this is Sam Witwer. He voices Darth Maul. He's currently playing Battlefront as Darth Maul. Watch as how Darth easily Maul. he slashes all of them away. And then listen to what he says. And oh, she yeah. was also mind blown. And I was like, <laughs> "That's freaking cool." They actually, cool. they actually gave him the strength, the the new skin that you can unlock for Darth mm-hmm. Maul. The, like the developers just gave it to him, of course, because they were like, "He deserves it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. they were like, yeah. "He's freaking Maul. He voice. is that Maul." <laughs> so he has to earn like yeah. five thousand kills, like we do. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? um did i ever tell you guys my ray park story i feel like i've had to have said it some at some point i also have a ray park story tell it no you go first (laughs) well i was uh, volunteering at megacon and he was at the booth so i was working security at uh the autograph line for richard dean anderson from stargate (laughs) and um stargate Ray was like three tables down and I was like every five minutes and my like leader for the day was just like do you want to go say hi to anybody and I was like Ray Park please <laughs> like okay like just keep an eye on his uh, um his booth line and if it gets down to none or very little let me know I'll get somebody to watch the line for you or watch it for you and you can go say hi and I said great and that happened and I ran over there and I said and I like purchased just like a picture just to have and it's got snake eyes toad and darth maul on it oh cool and uh i was just like i just came over to say hi i'm glad i could get this picture because i love all your characters i love your martial arts um and you were my favorite character growing up in star wars and he was like oh well thank you very much in his really cool accent and i said you're so welcome thank you have a good day and he was like no like what what are you doing here today and i was like oh i'm volunteering he's like thank you so much do you want me to sign that and i said i don't have the money and he said no let me. That's it. That's the story. <laughs> um, but it was, I That's was awesome. like on the verge of tears. I walked away shaking and I got back over to my leader and I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> that was me when I met Kat Tabor at Celebration. Yeah. But I'll explain that oh, to you she's later. She's such a sweetheart. Um, yeah. Oh my God. She's so nice. My friend got to um, interview her for a charity thing yesterday mm. and it was oh, really cool. great. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. What's your rate my Ray Park story. Okay, this requires a little bit of context. <laughs> I'm a third. I'm a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. I did. I've done martial arts for ten years. Yeah, ten years. Um, I don't. I don't study anymore because my back and my hips are just not in the shape they should be. Um, and I was doing, like, I went to a seminar with a mm-hmm. bunch of the black belts like as just like a training thing or whatever we didn't know who's going to be teaching we get there 
and there's two people that own the school that were teaching, and then also Ray Park was teaching. Oh, he was, yeah, what? he was he That's was teaching incredible. the both he was teaching um, Escrima, which is like dual wielding like bamboo staffs, and then he was Whoa. teaching bow staffs. So and it was both staffs both staffs haha um <laughs> in the class so mm -hmm. because like i prefer um like dual wielding and i like staffs and all that it's like one of my favorite weapons to study i took his class and it was really cool and everything and i get i walk into the room and i immediately notice that i'm like the smallest person in the room <laughs> <laughs> for a little bit of context more context I'm five foot. Ray Park is like six, three, six, five <laughs> in that in that range, maybe. And so we're all lining up. We're getting ready for class, whatever. He's short. What? Ray, Ray Park. Ray Park is not that tall. I Ray thought he was tall. I no, might be thinking of somebody else then. I'm taller he's, than him. He's taller than five me. seven. <laughs> Because well, I took a picture next to him. I mean, I did have the Ahsoka thing. Yeah. But he, I he was, was short. 5'4 five, five, or something. Yeah. Everybody's taller than me. I'm, I'm taller five, than Ray Park. Felt, That's weird. It, yeah. felt, it felt like he was really tall. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> Kristen's investigating. So like, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't, thank you, Kristen. He's 5'10". Um, he's 5'10". Five five ten. Ten. He's an inch taller, taller than me. <laughs> I was close. I was close. Oh, well. He has 10 inches on me. <laughs> um, I immediately noticed that I'm the smallest person in the room. Okay. And so the class is starting and whatever. And then he starts pulling people to do stuff like with him. Cause he's like demonstrating. And then he points at me like with his like staff, he has uh. one staff behind his back, one in front of him yeah. and he points at me and he just goes, you. And I was <sighs> like, and I looked at him and I'm like, me? And he's like, yes. And he just goes, yes, you. Short stack. I die. Short stack? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, was, and I was like, okay. And then I went over and he was like, we're gonna, there's this thing, um, this like exercise, it's like a figure, it's like a figure eight exercise, two people do it, where you like cross and then you cross down and you cross again and you cross down when you're dual wielding. And he was like, okay, we're gonna do this. You good? I'm like, yes. No. And then so we start doing it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden when we're in the middle of doing this, Cheyenne, you he fainted. just like he isn't he doesn't do like any crazy flips or anything, but like he just starts like going backwards as I'm like trying to like push it in one direction and like you're supposed to kind of steer each other. But because I had been steering the whole time and then he ended up like switching it around and everything. But um yeah, it was really cool. He was a really nice guy, and his teaching style is definitely, like, one of the best seminars I've ever taken. Like, that That's was really awesome. cool. That's awesome. And I he didn't... We love you. Yeah. I have and to it... I have to read a, a comment from the chat, because it's just too funny. Um, <laughs> Stuff Zombie said the memory of Ray Park is a giant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's because of all the this is definitely the best by far that's awesome and that's too cool the end of the seminar 
And I don't think people realized that he was Maul. So, like, he said it at the end of the seminar. But you knew. Like, yeah. Yeah, I knew. I was like, that guy looks familiar. His name is familiar, whatever. And, like, I didn't even have anything Star Wars on. I know. Surprise. Um, but I just, I knew. I was like, this is a guy is him. And then he said it, and I was like, can't Excuse Man. me, what? That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. And I was like, that's best awesome. day ever, clearly. Yeah, that's so cool. So, and that was like a couple years ago, and I'm still talking about it. <laughs> I would talk about it forever. Right. <laughs> Any yeah. chance I got. Hi, my name is Danny. One time I trained with Ray Park. <laughs> yeah. My story is nothing compared to that, and I tell my story all the time. So I hope you're telling that to every single person that you meet. Always. Um. So, really, I mean, that fight—it's going to go down in history, first of all. Um, oh, sure. But it also leads us to this kind of their internal battle to me um because ahsoka is dealing with this like i don't know where i'm at and this guy's been cast aside all of his life and he's not necessarily wrong in what he wants to do Mm -hmm. but i can't let him do it because of anakin (laughs) and like morals (laughs) other things yeah like some of my morals and stuff and um and to be honest i do think she was gonna hold his hand until he said anakin Oh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. that's when it all was like, and I love his speech after that. Like, mm-hmm. like she was like, oh, "Let me ask you a question." And he's like, "Okay, what do you want with Anakin?" And he's all thing about like Anakin is the key to everything. He's long been groomed. He's just a pawn like me, like you. That's when it all was like, "No, wait, that's my brother you're talking about. That I can't yeah. let him do that." But he explained Anakin's passage so well that yeah. I was just oh, like, yeah. "Oh, that was so beautiful." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And- to go back a little bit, like to just throw it back a bunch, like a few arcs. Um, when the whole thing with the Martez sisters and all of that is going on, and I don't remember which one asked her, because I'm not really good with character names when I'm first watching stuff. But when she's asked, how did you learn to fight like that? And then she says, my older brother taught me. I paused it, and then I was just, waterworks yeah. i was crying like oh absolutely I've i didn't expect her throughout this whole season <laughs> i didn't expect her to say that so yeah. like i was speechless like when i was watching it i was like so then i played it after my tears dried and everything i continued the episode and just went from that but that one instance is what i was thinking about the entire arc for Order 66 and for Siege of Mandalore. She was like, from that point forward, like, you know 100% how Ahsoka feels about Anakin. Not that they're just Master and Padawan, but they're siblings. Like, (laughs) even though they're not, they might not bleed the same color, they might not be the same species or whatever, but they're siblings, and that's yeah. like such a big thing in Star Wars. Is found like family found exactly like found family, and I don't know. It just like it ties itself up like really nicely, and I just have a lot of feelings about it. And <laughs> oh god, as you should. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Like 
I was I nine years also... old when the movie came out. Really? And yeah, I was because it came out in August of two thousand eight. I was nine. Yes. Um, I and... I graduated high school. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I graduated in two thousand six. Older than Grace, but I what? <laughs> Yeah. I was a not gonna say more. Kind of That's all I'm saying. I got you, Anna. Um, like, <laughs> so, like, I, when Ahsoka was introduced, I quite literally felt like I was growing up with her. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, so, like, I have a connection to Ahsoka that way. Not so much like a role model role, but like, hey. Grew up You're together. a kid from my childhood. Yeah. Exactly. So watching this whole season and like watching her and how big her growth was from that movie to now. And especially to the last episode, which we're not at yet. Oh my god. Like I love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It is life changing. And it's it's interesting to know that you grew up with Ahsoka. That is pretty cool. Um yeah. At the end of this fight, um, which I hate that there's no real way to kind of dig into this fight. It's just literally amazing, and we could gush about it all day. But um, at the end of this fight, he doesn't get to escape. They do capture him, which I was pleasantly surprised about. I was like, I have never even expected them to capture somebody like him. The Um, fear in his eyes when he got captured. Right. I've never seen Mole. Yeah. I've never Let seen die. that scared. See, Maul it has never. always been fear. And then mm-hmm. for exactly. the one time, you see fear be afraid. Like, that's something. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's one of my favorite parts, too, be, simply because, like, it adds so much more depth to him. He he just continues to grow and get deeper and deeper, and it's awesome. Um, they capture him, and Ahsoka just kind of stares off. Um probably wondering who was going to pick him up, um, but also probably wondering, like, what the heck am I supposed to do now if everything that he just said is true about Anakin? Mm-hmm. Like, right. how am I supposed to bounce back from that? Who am I supposed to save? Am I supposed to save anybody or can I? So I feel like that kind of just left the door open for her. And then we get into episode 11 where we don't jump right back into the exact same moment, right? I, I feel like we do. So. Do we? Which but moment? Like, <clears throat> not oh. right, right after, but it's like Ahsoka and the ship bringing them down. Yeah, there we go. Like yes. it's, it's like the, it would have been like the next scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, the, and you hear Vanessa Marshall and the pilot, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Apparently, blackberries make me burp, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and Maul saying, "Die well, Mandalorians." Which... Oh yeah. Yeah, his abandonment of them was. Yeah. Also sad, but like incredible. <laughs> he, he's a survivor, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, the... sorry, have fun. Yeah. And those survivors. <laughs> we're not gonna lie. They kind of deserved it, anyways. Yeah. It's fine. The <laughs> thing i was going to mention also it isn't in particular to like this episode but just in general with the trailers the fact that they had maul voicing the whole thing and saying like the galaxy will be remade blew my mind mm-hmm. 
And, like, when I first watched it, like, I didn't recognize that it was Maul at first. Like, I thought, like, because I was just too invested in, like, actually watching it and not listening to what they were saying. <laughs> um, but, like, and then I watched it a second time and I just listened. And then you realize that it's Maul and you're like, oh, no. Like, uh-oh. Some stuff is about to go down. Like, oh, yeah. you know what's coming. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, he's right the whole time. Like, yeah. there's never a part where he's wrong. No. He's and... very much on, like, the Thanos role in this. In oh, this, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, arc. right. <laughs> Way to bring in a Marvel reference. <laughs> there you go. You can always depend on me for that. Um, yeah, he is very much, even like my roommate who hasn't seen the rest of Clone Wars, I just, I showed her this arc so that she could kind of see it. She doesn't have a relationship with Ahsoka, but she does know about her simply through just living with me. <laughs> um, but she watched it too, and she's like, I mean, he's not wrong. Like this entire time, he's right. He's just mm -hmm. not doing it the right way, which is the story of Star Wars life, you know? um your execution's we, a little flawed yeah, yeah exactly he didn't um, execute order 66 he executed order 67 <laughs> yeah. hey. 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 Um, so for the next episode season or episode 11 i am gonna need you guys's guidance i don't have notes on that one um episode 12 is fresh on my mind thank you you thank you both um, <laughs> so help guide me for this one um but episode 11 like Anna said, we see her kind of descending in the ship, and we know that they have to take Maul to Coruscant? Yeah, they're taking him back mm -hmm. to the Republic. And I just want to say that the whole music since the beginning was so dark, and I loved it. It was mm -hmm. so suspenseful. Like, you knew something bad was going to happen. We were nope. just trying to expect when. And the silence of it all, too. Was... Yeah. And it started, like, with that dark theme, because we see... Maul, like Maul with Ahsoka, and Bogotan was like, "Well, you you actually did it, and you did what a lot of people couldn't do, which shows you how much power Ahsoka has at this point." Um, and then Bogotan was like so heartbroken, and her next line broke me. Was like, "I wish I was better," and that's on something with something else other than war, or something like that. Yeah, which yeah. I was like, "Wow," because yeah, they need a new leader, but she only knows war, and she doesn't want to go to the super peaceful way like her sister mm -hmm. did. Yeah, um, get it. But yeah, I, so. I feel like Bogotan, and maybe this is just me. Like, uh, I don't even know what the right word is, but looking with rose-colored glasses at Bogotan, mm -hmm. like, I feel like she is good enough to do it. Um, but also we see her in Rebels at some point. And I don't I don't remember her story very well. I just know that I really like this arc of seeing her in it. Um, and seeing her be the, what's the right word? The connection between um, why Ahsoka is there helping um, and Mandalorian, Mandalorian's fighting, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I've never paid attention to Mandalorian history. So having somebody to focus on is very helpful for me. <laughs> It was uh, a beautiful character development for Bogotan, mm -hmm. going from Death Watch, going against her sister, to liberating her planet, and then yep. trying to see where she's gonna go next. And then, obviously, we now have to fill the blank of what happened from there all the way to Rebels, and the Mandalorian is doing a good job of showing a bit of that. But it just showed 
that Bo-Katan is not only now thinking of like being a stubborn Mandalorian, like of just thinking about like, let me just fight him. Um, mm-hmm. To now like, okay, what am I gonna do? She's being more strategic. So I think her character development was, came through with this arc. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, <clears throat> then next- we have the Holocaust yeah. that we get mm-hmm. from the movies, straight from the movies to the next part. And that's when we all hate Mace Windu. Because oh he's like, you civilian. Right. Um, but Yoda feels Ahsoka's doubtfulness and Ahsoka's fear or is some, that yeah. he knows that something's going on. I feel like he feels her love for Anakin. I feel like he feels that she wants to say something and is scared, but like mm-hmm. also in not infatuated, but like she loves Anakin like a brother and she wants to say something and Yoda's wondering why she would be scared to do that and also like I feel like Yoda knows for a fact that they've been messing up big time when it comes to Anakin and now it's kind of too little too late and he's hoping that Ahsoka would be the one to turn the turn the tables if you will <laughs> turn the tide turn tables <laughs> yeah like Michael I Scott really coming in handy um, and you can see kind of the the hopefulness in his eyes, but also the sadness when she says no, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which hurts me. <laughs> yeah. Big How time dare you hurt our boy? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the civilian part was too much. We got to. Oh, that, that made me so oh, mad. Yeah. But Yoda <laughs> made me fixed it a little so bit. Mad. And he was like, okay, yeah. Padawan. Like he was like caring for her as well. He's, He's like, don't listen to that jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still love you. It's okay. Right. I always, I would love to see Yoda and Mace get into an argument. <laughs> oh my wanna... God! Yes, I need yeah. that. I imagine that any argument with Yoda would be very just like it would hurt Short your list. brain because you'd be like, "Wait, what? what? <laughs> just talk <laughs> normal." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what do we see after that? Anna, help so we see uh, the Mandalorians bringing Maul in this awesome, mm-hmm. which at first I was like, did they carbonite him? But yeah. no, it was like That's that. that uh, yeah, that box. I don't remember. Box. Yeah. Force that, it was for Force Sensitive. So this the is bad a time box. Of mm-hmm. what we see in Rebels. The bad and, time uh, box. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and we actually see the same helmet that we see in Rebels in that Mandalorian mm-hmm. box. Yeah, um, like the design on it or something. Uh, yeah, Tarvisla, I think. Tarvisla. Cool. The yeah. design was really cool. Um, I have to rewatch Rebels now. <laughs> I've been thinking about that too. Um, at that point too, so he's kind of in transport. Um, Ahsoka is. They're Going kind of into the ship. Yeah, they're kind of just, like, figuring out what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, she's on the bridge, yes? Yes. So and then Rex gets part. the call. Sorry. Okay. I am going to walk you guys through. like. <laughs> <laughs> so this is happening, and I am chilling, right? I'm like, okay, they've got Maul, they're gonna get somewhere, and then something bad is gonna happen. Like, she's gonna, she's gonna see Coruscant and know that something's not right. They're gonna, they're gonna feel something, and it's not gonna be okay. I did not expect Rex to still have his inhibitor chip, Mm-mm. and 
Ahsoka to also spoiler alert for those that are listening that haven't watched that. I should have said that earlier, but um, I didn't expect him to have his inhibitor chip still. And I didn't expect Ahsoka to feel the things that she felt and hear the, hear the whole revenge of the Sith scene. Oh, yeah. I, and I know none of us were like, none of us knew that that was going to happen, you know, but I they did it on purpose. Yeah, my roommate was there, uh, and only one of them was watching with me, um, because the other one was at work, but I was sobbing, you guys, and I know that I talk all the time about how emotional I am, and I'm gonna cry right now about how (laughs) emotional I am about Star Wars, but for the past two days, I have cried so hard, and I, like, today, earlier, when we were watching this last episode, I cried to the point where I was like, you know, like, when you can't breathe, and I have never felt that before in star wars like i've definitely like i've gotten like this and i've definitely like just cried in general and been like this is really sad like these characters mean a lot to me and these are all these things that are happening to them ahsoka (laughs) in pain is not okay with Mm -hmm. me anymore (laughs) Um, yeah and i'm sorry i'm sorry for anybody watching i'm sorry for you guys having to deal with this right now but and i knew this would happen but i i mean uh, Grace, I did the same thing that you did. As, as soon as this started happening, I my my jaw was open and I was just watching and taking it all in and convulsing. <laughs> <laughs> and I paused it and I looked at my roommate and I was like, I'm not okay. Like, I don't know if I can keep going. Like, I have to like breathe for a minute because I didn't know that this was going to happen. I didn't know that they were going to hurt me this much. <laughs> I Thanks, Dave. I've seen this movie a million times. I know that he's in pain. And it means so much more now that Ahsoka's in pain. Mm-hmm. Because I'll be honest with you, I've never cried once when Anakin goes through that. Oh, I've never see, cried it gets me every time. Me too. Wait, cried at which moment? When Anakin and Palpatine are having their, like, whatever, spat. And, what have oh, I, I done? Thought, I thought you were talking about the end sequence where he becomes Vader, because I cry every time. No, I don't cry during that either. That's the thing. I love I cry Anakin. every time. He was my, like, second or third favorite character growing up, and I've always loved him, probably because I'm infatuated with Hayden Christensen, but also because I love the character. And, but I've never cried during those scenes. I've been sad, and I, like, my heart breaks for him, but I didn't ever really, like, it didn't register with me how much I cared about Ahsoka until these last two episodes. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I'm, like, trying not to. (laughs) So, really- I, well, and, and in that moment too so yeah. so i mean obviously we have like the order sent out rex gets the order and stuff what got me in that moment i mean obviously my heart was already breaking and i was already on the verge of tears with you guys um when ahsoka drops and all that kind of stuff but at the time that uh rex turns around and she's like rex what are you doing and he's just slowly lifting up his gun and just his hand starts shaking like that crying. broke me i was just like yeah. it's the force yeah, that was that was that was my crushing moment because that was when you could tell he was fighting it with everything he had, but there was nothing he could do. Which also yeah, reminded me of Rebels, where he kind of seems a little high and mighty that he didn't kill his Jedi. I'm like, look, buddy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had yeah, she not I knocked you on your butt and taken it out for you, you would have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a theory. What's your theory, Grace? Rex doing that and his hands shaking. And the hesitation was not because he was fighting against it. It was because the force was telling him not to do it. 
and he was fighting against the force. Uh, I could see that, but I, I don't know. I like, I've never seen him as a, a force sensitive, though. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, We're not necessarily force sensitive, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel so, like the, well, the dialogue that we have before helps out with like where Rex is at. Like, you know, he's telling Ahsoka, like, a lot of clones are, have mixed feelings about the war. And I think it was where he's at right now. He's fighting those emotions so hard. And he knows that that's like his partner in crime. So he took all of his strength to tell her, like, go find fives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all of what happens next, too, is just it's it's good working through the motions of us seeing how their story turned out. It wasn't necessarily like meaty information. It was just ahsoka's got to get this done and then she goes this way i love that she employed the droids to help her i think that was awesome oh yeah that was um, cool. I think trapping rex was really cool yes so that all of that was incredible and mm -hmm. um obviously in the end they get the chip out they figure it out but at the same time they're all still kind of lost um as to what to do next and then all of a sudden we're in episode 12 <laughs> um episode 12 opening with them f trying to figure out what their next move is yeah um is really fun i know it's in a sad context but it's fun to see them face such a deep problem together because at this point we had only seen like ahsoka and rex in rebels doing rebellion things you know like it's all tough and it's all dangerous but it's still kind of just moving through the motions and this is like very life or death and they are the only two targets mm -hmm. so that was just rough for me in general. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, My cat just came up here. So. <laughs> okay. Well, we I love the sequence of events and all of that too, because I mean, like, you have uh, Ahsoka releasing Maul as the distraction and stuff like mm -hmm. that, which. Oh my gosh, that man is vicious. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. You want to help me out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me you want chaos? Yeah. Yeah. I like when you're going to get chaos. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, and he's like, in. all right, well, I don't <laughs> yeah. need a weapon, so bet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's fine. Shoot, he didn't um, need a weapon. He, he had him. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I'm not on your side. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on your side. <laughs> not rooting for you, buddy. Have fun. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I like that. And then also, like, the whole turmoil within Rex of, like, and he says it at the end of this episode, like, these are my brothers. Like I get that they're not they're not doing this because they know better. Like they can't help it, and right. yeah. I, I like that whole back and forth between him and Ahsoka, where yeah. he was like, "They're gonna die anyways. These are my brothers, and I can't stand to see them this way and everything." She's like, "Well, I'm not gonna be the one doing the killing." So yeah, yeah, and they do the best they can to just distract them and get them out of the way. And their teamwork is work. on point. <laughs> on point. Yeah, and they're they're um kind of their like heartbreakingness of they're like we're trying to save their lives and they just don't care because these chips are just not mm -hmm. leaving and like alleviating anything they're just oh, yeah. on a mission um they eventually do get out of there after darth maul is a turd <laughs> <laughs> which like Chaos. i don't know what i expected but i didn't expect that i figured I figured maybe maybe the nice part of him would be like okay like I'll, I'll drop you out of the sky or something yeah I don't he, know. he almost I got expected uh, him to bring a fire 
he almost got dismembered again, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, so much where he was holding his neck. He was like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was, that was incredible. Um, I'm glad. I'm so glad he had a close call. Mm-hmm. You know, he deserves it. I love yeah. him, but he, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah. So he gets away. Whatever. Also, side note, when I was watching Twilight of the Apprentice today, um, he does. It's the same scene. He leaves in a TIE fighter just like that. Um, just like him leaving in this one. Team Rocket um, blasting off again. Yeah, <laughs> we, we love nice Um, and then they eventually do get out of there. Um, and they go to an un what we know is an unknown planet at this point. Moon. I, it was a moon yeah, of some planet. Moon. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if she names it in the book. When I said like she left her saber somewhere to be picked up, I can't I remember. remember if she gave it a name in the book. So I'll try and look um soon but so she they get there and this is another part where i started uncontrollably sobbing so just like in episode 11 when i was sobbing then sobbing now um this was three hours ago for those <laughs> time with how many times i've sobbed in the last few days um when i was wearing my makeup though. yeah yeah and i the helmets on the like staff looking things yeah um, yes Game of Thrones vibes for sure, um, and the cloak. The cloak has made its entrance yeah. on Ahsoka. That, that um, whole was... grave, well, the fact Beautiful. that she buried her clones and everything, that so destroyed touching. me. Um, yeah, I was not Jeez. expecting that. No, because uh, at first I was like, "Why are there?" Oh my god, she. Uh, it's just ah. Uh, you know it, what? It... I wonder. I wonder if she just like did the Ray thing where she just like. I'm sorry, that was heartless, but <laughs> see, well, oh, it, actually, Rex I mean, has a shovel. yeah, yeah, Rex has a shovel, so yeah, but I mean, e- even then, though, like, it's a, it's a Soka's thing where she would have she would have been the one to yeah. bury each one of them and and helped Rex exactly. bury all of his brothers because I mean they're still yeah. his brothers exactly and yeah, and give them that yeah. standing Rex ovation. crying, I swear. Dave Filoni. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. That, Me too. Mm. I can't even imagine what Rebecca's going through. Rex is her man. When, <laughs> can I just say about Rex crying real fast and all of this stuff? When Ahsoka turns to Rex and like puts her hands on him, like on his helmet, and yeah. just kind of hold and just kind of like holds him for a second. Mm-hmm. That type of gesture is just like very calming in general to a lot of people, and you see quite a few people do it, like in canon, whatever. But you've never seen Ahsoka do it, and you've never seen Rex that vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, except for maybe that part with fives and everything where he figures all of that out, but well, since then, space. Yeah, like even, even in the animation in his face, crying. he was quivering. He was trying not to like smile and be sad at the same time. He was right figuring out what to do and how to how to trust her plan. Um, it was or definitely he genuinely thought he was about to have to kill his brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was incredible animation. Right, peak animation. Right. Um, and then she drops. She hesitates. She thinks about it. She drops her saber. Um, at this point, this is where I've been talking about, like, this is in the book where she says, oh, well, I could go back and get that. And then she's like, no, I can't. It was meant to be taken. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say anything about by who or by what or anything. We get to see that now. 
Yep. I don't know if she, in the book when they were it's writing, the text, I don't know if they knew that this that he would be the one to pick it up. But at this point, we see snow troopers everywhere. Um, we still don't know where we are. And Darth Vader's breathing, um, which is classic entrance. Mm. And my, my roommates went, what? <laughs> and, I, and i was like there was no other way there was no other way like mm-hmm. this is magic he walks mm-hmm. over and he and i know i'm just kind of running through the replay but this is going to help us kind of figure it out and also i'm running through my emotions without crying so I was say, we need all we all need a little bit of therapy after that episode. <laughs> yeah, <for real. laughs> yeah so he walks over and he picks it up and it's just it and he takes it he ignites it and he takes it and i am fully heartbroken uh Mm -hmm. because god it's fine (laughs) so my brain immediately went to like what is he thinking because he's now seeing all these clone helmets of which he gave to her and i'm so sorry that i can't do this without crying so i apologize you're okay (laughs) involved um emotions are okay (laughs) are they because they're too much they're too much right now i I just Um, thought of something that's probably going to destroy you because <laughs> I, 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 I didn't put it together before but um in in that in that final scene where vader walks up on those helmets and yeah. her lightsabers um in that moment Anik she basically gave everything back to anakin that he had previously given to her okay. that was, i gotta go <laughs> And that's the podcast, guys. No. One little thing that I noticed with that, yeah. again, with the animation and everything, when you're watching, this is probably going to break you a little bit more. When you're watching him move, it's not like how Darth Vader would move. And yeah, I, and because I know people that have Vader and like that wear vader and they and you know that there's certain mannerisms you have to have in order to wear that armor mm-hmm. yeah and it's not him it's not darth vader that is anakin maybe. yeah yeah you can he's, just he's newly formed the way at that, that you, yeah. yeah yeah the way that he picks it up the way that he ignites it the way that he was like looking and just in general his stride it was anakin because mm-hmm. he's still grieving mm-hmm. like because he's grieving the fact that he killed padme even though it was palpatine yep. god damn it Palpy. um and just uh and it's just this whole thing it's like you can tell that he's feeling all of that he's he has the whole world on his shoulders mm-hmm. yeah and it's like an, it's an incredible it was a nice way to tie it up Absolutely. yeah of him of him feeling well, I gave all of this to her, uh, and also, like, what what does he feel as far as her being alive um, was my kind of question, and I think that's a question that I can leave with everybody. Um, yeah. Does anybody have any last single-minute thoughts? We are running out of yes. time, um, but bring uh, on those final words. I actually wanted to mention it. I, mean, I don't know, do any of you guys watch The Walking Dead? I no. used to. So, Anna, you'll probably get this. So, there's only been two episodes, two two things of TV ever that have ever made Kristen and I completely speechless after. 
she already knows <laughs> um it, it's the episode in walking dead i think it was actually i still remember season seven episode one that's how much it traumatized me um, <laughs> um but season seven episode one um when glenn who was my favorite character literally gets just destroyed spoiler with a baseball for anyone bat. who hasn't watched it okay it's been out for years but anyway i'm on season six <laughs> But no, I mean, I just fall into the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, but no, but so so that one because literally I remember because I still remember uh, we were in our apartment and everything, and both of us were just like full of tears, heartbroken, didn't say a word to each yeah. other for probably about an hour, just like no, it, it felt like that long. It felt that long. <laughs> but I mean, we just were speechless. And, then, and the same thing happened in this episode too. It was a perfect, perfect, perfect way to wrap up this series. I mean, obviously we knew this was going to end in heartbreak. We didn't want it to, but of it course was it was not going to have a happy ending. so much harder than I think any of us expected. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like we all kind of knew, I, but... I think we needed it, you know? Like I, yeah. feel like I feel like nothing has ever hit this hard because this show, this series, Star Wars as a whole, is a tragedy, but we have never felt the tragedy as intensely as we have in this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it also gives you that little hint of hope. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. having the convoy uh, mm -hmm. flying over, that was just a beautiful that way to beautiful. end it. Yes. I noticed that. It was just oh. like, even though all of this is chaos right now, she's there watching you. Mm -hmm. And it just, yes. that even broke me so yeah. hard. Yeah. It makes me wonder and how many times Vader saw the convoy. Um, yeah. And, and if he knew that it was Ahsoka. Because he de well, he doesn't remember like the events moment, of Mortis, right? I feel like in that moment he doesn't know yeah. that it. No, was I think her. he. Yeah, he, I don't think he knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because by the time Twilight of the Apprentice comes around, it shows up behind him in the background, mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't fly over him, and he doesn't acknowledge it. Yeah. But I think he senses it somehow. Probably. I'm I mean, sure. yeah. There's, There's something no about story. this bird that keeps following me. <laughs> <Yeah. him. laughs> this. What is up with all of these? birds <laughs> um seagulls stop it <laughs> good lord um well i think that's it you guys i mean everybody listening that has ever listened to any of our podcasts knows that i'm emotional so that's <laughs> um but thank you all so much for doing this um i've got the audio on my end i know danny probably has it on his end as mm -hmm. well and this will be released as a regular podcast episode uh, not so regular because it's about two hours long. But it's, <laughs> um, it's amazing nonetheless, and I'm so well glad deserved. I have friends like you guys to talk through this with. Of course. So thank you so much for being Absolutely. here. We'll have to do this um, again for sure because like yeah. all of this was awesome. Yeah. Uh, chat, thank you for being so cool. We really appreciate it and everything. Yeah, sure. uh, Cheyenne, if you want to wrap Thanks, us up. Chat. Sounds good. Um, who wants to say always, or do you guys all want to try it at the same time? <laughs> same time. <laughs> Let's just do it. Bring it on. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> May the force be with you. Always. Beauty. Beauty. <laughs>